0: And you are listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. Let's take it to Mexico City. We're joined by Greg Palast, the author of The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, and a film uh, by that same name, fighting for your vote from coast to coast and now outside the coast. uh, And, uh, well, uh, Greg, welcome back to Flashpoints. Where are you? What's going on? Congratulations.
1: Uh, Oh, well, Jason, okay, thank you for that. Um down for two reasons. Yeah, I've, I've received the International Reporting Award from the Association of uh, of Mexican uh, Journalists, which is actually uh, the Latin American prize from all around the journalists of re- Latin America, recognizing my work, which includes your work. And I'm sharing the prize with Julian Assange, who can't be here, of course. Um and uh, it's not just for my work, obviously. I, they're very interested not only in my work in, in elections and uh, in, in Venezuela, but also I did the uh, investigation for The Guardian uncovering how AMLO, uh, the current president of Mexico, had the election stolen from him in 2006. And I'm hoping to see him at the uh, awards tomorrow. He's usually there, but, you know, um, apparently we have a president who's thrown a trade tariff tantrum and is um threatening Mexico with absolutely devastating tariffs unless they um you know crawl to his tune and uh so i'm I'm getting the information from the people down here how they feel about this and it, it's not a trade issue it's um you know this is not about the new NAFTA, which uh Amlo actually negotiated uh some real improvements that'll be big improvements for auto workers in both Mexico and the United States. So, um, you know, Amlo has been pushing this progressive trade program and kind of called Trump's, uh, uh, you know, Trump wasn't really serious about having a, an improved NAFTA and but Amlo made him uh, put it together. But I think part of it, he's trying to undermine that because, um, uh, the uh, Mexican Congress has to take up the new NAFTA called the, uh, 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 U.S.-Mexican-Canadian agreement, and this is one good way to sabotage it. I don't think Trump really wants an improved NAFTA that will help workers. I think he wants it. uh, I think part of this is sabotage. And in addition, um, we do know that the president has called for a, um, uh, for a, uh, a massive demonstration in Tijuana on Saturday, Dennis. And they're expecting way over 100,000 people to respond to his call because uh, he's not going to, uh, you know, eat dirt because uh, uh, Trump's throwing a tantrum.
0: So the, uh, this, who's called for this gathering?
1: I'm Lo, uh, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, who's so, the president of Mexico. So
0: it's coming out of Mexico.
1: Yes, and I was going to have a massive demonstration on Saturday, and he will be there in Tijuana on the border. Wow! Saying um, no to Trump. See what Trump is doing is saying unless Mexico, um, um, you know, treats Central Americans in a beastly manner as they as they flee their their collapsing nation in uh, in the nation of Honduras and um, uh, Salvador and Guatemala. Um, you know. Uh, uh, AMLO, as he's known, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, has, has taken a, a view that these people should not be treated as criminals, but as economic refugees. And Trump's thrown a, a tantrum saying that he's going to raise uh, tariffs on all Mexican goods, um, which, by the way, will shut down Detroit um, completely. It's where we get our auto parts. Okay? Detroit is, is doomed. And even Ted nutty Ted Cruz has said that uh, he won't go along with this. It's a tax on Texas because, you know, uh, uh, items go back and forth across the border. Even a 5% tariff, you cross the border with a part, these factories that are cross-border, and you pay the tariff five times. That's a 25% tariff. And in fact, uh, uh, Trump is talking about increasing tariffs to 25% uh, over the next five months. Now, understand... This is a clear, straight-up violation of international law. You can't use um, uh, tariffs for a non-trade punishment. It's it's the equivalent of a, of a siege or a boycott or a um, an embargo. And uh, uh, of course, some of the victims, the economically, the embargo is, includes the United States. Wow. Yeah.
0: Th- this is this is big for both countries.
1: Yeah, and so what's happened is AMLO, and it's very interesting, while he said that Trump's treatment of Central Americans, or remember, it's not Mexicans who are going to into the U.S. There's a net outflow of Mexican citizens back to Mexico as uh, uh, the country's improved under AMLO, but now you've got this threat, and the Mexican peso is dropping in value. Ironically, that countered that you know, it it, it uh, kind of undoes the tariff. If you have a five percent decrease in the value of the peso, which is expected, a five percent tariff has no effect on uh, on the Americans. But as he cranks it up to twenty five percent, we're going to see some serious pain on both sides of the border. Remember, a tariff is a tax, so we'll be paying this this tax for Trump's tantrum, which has nothing. I want to repeat this: it has nothing to do with trade. His uh, um, his trade um, rep is you know in charge of trade. Lighthizer has uh, apparently from internal reports he threw a fit that Trump would pull this stunt. It completely undermines any improvement in trade terms with um, uh, with Mexico and Canada. And and the Chinese are are, are applauding themselves, saying she uh, said uh, uh, you know Premier Xi. Uh, said that, well, I was correct, you can't uh, make an agreement with this Donald Trump. And apparently, you can't.
0: You're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. We're speaking with Greg Pallast in Mexico City. Uh, We're talking about the potential... catastrophe, I guess you have to say, uh, that could come from Trump's latest fit and really he continues the only policy that's really uh, consistent is him playing to his base Uh, and whatever he thinks is going to work for him there uh, is uh, what he's going to do. He's got Kobach now uh, building a wall Uh, (laughs) Remember him, Chris Kobach? He's building yes. the wall, uh, and now Trump is trying to destroy uh, the Mexican economy, and he's willing to subject, I guess, some of his own key supporters to some serious uh, uh, suffering.
1: Yes, well, you had the virtually the entire Republican caucus has notified him that they will not go along, but believe me, they will because they're they're scared of him and his base but they at least told him that they won't go along. Senator Kennedy, the Republican of Louisiana, Ted Cruz, uh, all these guys that went into Trump and spoke to him. And, um, and this, uh, Senator, the Republican Senator Kennedy said, um, when asked if he's really serious, because by the way, just, you know, Trump threatened this earlier, uh, in the year and then backed off when, uh, um, the president of Mexico, AMLO. Remember, he's the. This is just so you, for those who aren't aware, he is the Bernie Sanders of Mexico. He, he was the election was stolen against him. And he's incredibly progressive. He has taken down the uh, the Mexican uh, um, billionaire elite in the old regime. I mean, he's incredibly progressive, and he's trying to enforce this new progressive program. And here, Trump is, uh, of course, shooting his legs out. And you know that's probably a bonus to Trump is that he's knocking out a um, a progressive leader, kind of the new Hugo Chavez of our hemisphere. And um, so, Almost but Amos' position is Donald Trump is not my enemy, whether I like it or not, it doesn't matter. He has he's a, he's the president of the United States, our key ally, and he will he's trying, no matter what Trump says, he's trying to maintain a tone of respect. But he does say we are not going to eat dirt and we are not going to treat people like criminal dogs because they're fleeing Honduras. Keep in mind, Trump this year created the crisis when he cut off all aid to Honduras, Guatemala and Salvador, saying they haven't enough, done enough to stop people from uh, reaching the U.S. border. Keep in mind, the United States, with, with all its power, Donald Trump can't pe- keep people from going to the border. And these are broke. States Honduras is basically a failed state. How are they going to stop anyone from doing anything? And and I have to say, uh, Amlo is actually the president of Mexico. Uh, He's progressive and he's been sympathetic, but he has moved troops to the border, telling Hondurans, uh, "Sorry, you know, just we we can't, you know, we can't absorb all of Honduras into Mexico." He did offer asylum in Mexico. He's offered. Uh, work permits, uh, hum- humanitarian asylum, etc. But you know, there's a limit to you know. Literally, Mexico can't take in the entire population of Central America because Trump lost his mind,
0: and because the United States policy it has been a profound failure. We talk about Honduras. Hillary Clinton is busy sustaining a coup uh, in that country bragging yes, we, about,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, let me go back to that. It's very important. You have to understand when did this mass exodus of Hondurans occur? Remember, it's not Mexicans crossing the Mexican border. It's Honduras coming all the way up 2000 miles from Mexico, a horrifically dangerous journey because they are prey to all those gangs. Um, you know, and almost try to give them the president of Mexico try to give them some sanctuary, but there's limits. And um, it all started when, unfortunately, Barack Obama and his Secretary of State Hillary Clinton fomented a coup d'etat against the the leftist elected government of Honduras. And what they got is not really a right-wing government. They got a gangster government and, and basically drug lords and gangsters dividing up the country into kind of war lordships. And uh, a terrorizing the nation, it's a basically a failed state now, and you got a state, you know, our State Department created a failed state. And now you're one, pe- wondering why people are fleeing Honduras.
0: And the U.S. is sending, has already sent, uh, shall we say, national security agents to see what they could do to restrain the people from leaving Honduras. Of course, that's like um, you've got a burning building full of people, and what you're going to do is close the freaking door and let them burn to death.
1: Well, to give you an idea how bad the situation is, how Trump's mishandling of Honduras is, is that, um, you know, Kirsten Nielsen, who who resigned, it was overcutting off the aid to, uh, as Homeland Security chief. It was overcutting off the aid to Central America. She says this will just cause a massive exodus into the U.S. The second thing is that even that that kind of nutcase criminal, Flynn, who was national security advisor for a short time before his arrest, um, even he said, and Mattis, too, from the defense, said you have to help the people of Central America so that they have jobs and protection and they don't have to flee. To, to survive, and so even within the you know the right wing policymakers, even they have an understanding. Now, here's the Machiavellian um, view, and I know that that myself and some economists, and, and I know Tom Hartman has the same view. Um, this may be a two way two things. One, Trump needs a crisis on the border. There's suddenly hundreds of thousands of people moving through Mexico to the U.S. border. He needs that crisis. After the Mueller report and everything else, so uh, to whip up his troops and distract everyone. The second is that because this is such a you know remember when they're shooting a bullet into the Mexican economy, first the bullet goes through um, the American economy's skull. Right, this is a self-inflicted wound. So the new chairman of the Federal Reserve has run out, Powell, and said that if Trump does impose these tariffs, which will crush the American economy, let me repeat that, not the Mexicans, the American economy, Powell is going to reduce interest rates. When Powell said that yesterday, the market shot up. This is a problem because what it is doing is whether, in fact, uh, you know, some people actually think that Trump did this to get Powell to reduce interest rates, to hypo the economy through next year's election. But whether that was a a devious plan or whether that's just how it's working, that Trump's literally shooting the U S economy in the head is causing a reduction forcing the federal reserve to reduce interest rates. Then you'll have this big pop-up in the economy and the stock market. It's, and, and so, Amlo, who's a very smart guy, right? again, the president of Mexico, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, who's calling, as a repeat, the, for a demonstration on the on the Tijuana border by Mexicans, and say, look, we are not going to be. We're happy to be your ally. What we're not going to be is your slave or your dog. And you know, you cannot tell us the policy of our nation. We are not going to treat Central Americans as. Uh, in an inhumane way. We're not going to lock them up as you've done and watch the kids die. Uh, We will take care of people as best we can. And yes, even we have to, we're trying to protect our own border because we can't afford to have everyone come in. But understand the Mexican people, the real issue here for Mexicans is the degrading manner in which they are being treated by Trump. That's, it's what everyone here is talking about. It's, it's not even a particular policy. It's it's a kind of degrading, you know, command to Mexico, you do this or we will punish you like they're talking to a dog and they've got and Trump has a rolled up newspaper. That doesn't fly in Mexico. This is a very powerful nation. And by the way, it's become a very wealthy nation and they're not gonna stand for it.
0: Amazing. Uh, again, we're speaking with Greg Palast in Mexico City. You know what we're talking about, but Greg, I have to uh, change the subject now. Um, okay. uh, there were revelations coming out of uh, Australia uh, that the federal police there have pulled, I guess we're going to have to turn this into a verb or something, uh, have pulled an Assange, as in, going after breaking into journalists' uh, uh, documents and papers and federal pol- police, again, arresting them because supposedly they had documents they weren't supposed to have. Uh, this is uh, getting to be an everyday occurrence, Greg, globally. Yes,
1: and, and unfortunately, like I say, I'll be getting an award with Julian Assange tomorrow and he won't be here, you know, for in prison. You know, and whatever anyone thinks about Julian Assange personally, let's remember his crime for which he is in prison, and and Chelsea Manning is back in prison is telling the American American public the truth about their own government, showing us our documents. This is you know our document. I have used WikiLeaks papers, I've used Manning's papers to to do stories for the Guardian and for British television. I'm just as guilty then because I've used these stolen papers. And we have too many, what sickens me we have too many uh, of our U.S. journalists saying this is okay because it's national security or they've gone too far or they encouraged Manning to uh, you hack into the, the uh, files. Uh, he wasn't hacking into the files. He saw this material and he's trying to figure out how to get it to the public of the U.S. government you know, uh, doing horrific things that the U S government is lying to us about. I mean, uh, and, and I'm very concerned that it's happening in Australia and there's too many people that are now, uh, applauding arrest of journalists censorship. You know, now, uh, Facebook is, uh, starting the, the purge and yeah, they're going, starting going after neo-Nazis, but you know, I can tell you right now I've had to defend my site. I can't tell you how many times from Facebook's threats because, um, you know, when they say, um, they, they're looking for fake news. Fake news is anything that has not been reported in the New York times. And this is a big problem when we start saying it's okay. Graphic journalists, it's okay to shut down websites. Um, Home of the free and the brave is getting pretty unfree
0: and pretty cowardly. All right, Greg Palast in Mexico City. Again, congratulations on the award. Uh, Be careful. We appreciate the good reporting. Uh, We'll keep the dialogue going, and uh, we'll be focusing back in the United States on uh, the ongoing attempts to, uh, uh, to undermine the right of people in this country who don't look like John Wayne to vote. Thanks, Greg.
1: You're very welcome, and I'll keep reporting from
0: Mexico. Thank you. All right. And you are listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. My name is Dennis Bernstein. This is your daily investigative news magazine.
1: And that wraps it up for another edition of
0: Flashpoints. Our executive producer is Dennis Bernstein. Our roving producer and producer of Flashpoints in Español is Miguel Gavilan Molina. Our technical director is Mike Biggs. For more information about the show, to listen to or download archived episodes, log on to flashpoints.net or visit our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com forward slash flashpoints. For questions or comments about Flashpoints, you can contact Dennis at DennisJBernstein at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.